Hello everyone and welcome back to ATX Once Upon a Time. I'm your host Hannah and today the story I'm going to be sharing with you is called The Fisherman and His Wife. Long ago, there was a fisherman who lived with his wife in a miserable hovel by the sea. Every day, he would go out to the ocean and cast his line out into the water. On one particularly lovely day, he caught something big. The line disappeared beneath the waves, and he pulled and pulled until last he pulled out a great flounder. Stop, said the flounder, please cast me back. I am not a fish, but an enchanted prince. A wicked witch has placed a spell on me. Please, I beg of you, put me back. Well, said the fisherman, no need to say so many words about it. I'll put you right back. Anyway, I'm not going to eat a talking fish. So he cast the flounder back into the water. That night, he walked home to the hut that he shared with his wife, and he ducked his head under the low wooden door and went inside. Well, said his wife, I see you didn't catch anything today. That's not true, said the fisherman. I caught an enchanted flounder, but he told me that he was a prince, so I just put him back in the ocean. What, said the wife, you didn't wish for anything first? Well, no, said the fisherman. I mean, what would I wish for? Well, said the wife, I mean, for starters, you could wish... Uh, for us to have a cottage. I mean, it's very hard to live in this hovel every day. Why don't you go back and ask the flounder to give us a lovely little cottage? Oh no, said the fisherman. I couldn't trouble him. I don't want to be a bother. He can do it easily, said the wife. I know that he'll be just fine with it. Why don't you go back and ask him? And so the fisherman walked back to the ocean and he stood by the shore and he called out, Flounder, flounder in the sea. Come, I pray thee, here to me, for my wife, Dame Ilsebil, wills not as I'd have her will. The flounder appeared above the waves. Well, he said, what does she want? Well, she said that I really ought to have wished for something, and so I was wondering if we might have a small cottage. Go to her, said the flounder. She already has it. So the fisherman walked home, and there, where their hovel used to be, was a beautiful little cottage with flowers and boxes at the windows. His wife was waiting outside, and she took him by the hand and led him in. There was a bedroom and a little parlor, and in the kitchen there were utensils made of tin and brass, everything that could be wanted. Outside there was a yard with geese and chickens. Well, said his wife, isn't this wonderful? Yes, said the fisherman, we will be very happy here. We'll think about that, said the wife. Everything went well for the next two weeks. But one morning at breakfast, the wife said, You know, husband, I've been thinking, and this cottage is really too small for us. The flounder might as well have given us a bigger house. It wouldn't be any trouble to him. I want you to go back and ask him to give us a stone castle. What in the world are we going to do with a stone castle? said the fisherman. I mean, he's already given us the cottage. I don't want to bother him. Husband, he can give us a castle as well as a cottage. Just go back and ask him. So the fisherman reluctantly went back to the ocean. And he cupped his hands and called out across the waves, Flounder, flounder in the sea. 
come, I pray thee, here to me. For my wife, Dame Ilsebil, wills not as I'd have her will. Well, what does she want now? said the flounder. Well, flounder, my wife says that the cottage is really a bit small, and, I mean, I didn't want to bother you or anything, but she did wonder if we might have a stone castle. Go to her, said the flounder. She has it already. So the fisherman walked home, and there, instead of the cottage, was a magnificent stone castle. He walked inside, and servants were scurrying here and there. The walls were lined with tapestries, and the tables were laden with good things to eat and drink. His wife came to him, and took him by the hand, and led him out into the yard, which had stables for horses and cows, and beyond that was a park filled with hares and deer and anything that could be wanted. See, said the wife, isn't this much better? This is very nice, said the fisherman. Now we will always be content. We'll think about that, said the wife. Then they had their dinner and they went to bed. The next morning, the wife looked out over the beautiful countryside through their window and she had an idea. She poked her husband in the ribs. Husband, husband, wake up. Oh, what is it? He said. Listen, she said, I've been thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if we were the king of all of this land? Well, what would we want to be the king for? Said the fisherman. Well, you don't have to be the king then, said the wife. I will be king in that case. Go ask the flounder to make me king. Oh, wife, I don't want to bother him. He's already given us a castle. It's going to make him angry. Nonsense. It won't make him angry. If he can give us a castle, he can make me king. Now, go back and ask him. So the fisherman hurriedly put on his clothes, and he got out of the castle and walked down to the water again. Now the water was choppy and dark and the wind blew as if in the distance a storm was coming. Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray thee, here to me, for my wife, Dame Ilsebil, wills not as I'd have her will. Well, what does she want now? said the flounder. Flounder, my wife wants to be king. I understand if this is something that you can't go to her, said the flounder. She is king already. So the fisherman walked home, and the castle was now even more magnificent. There were sentries standing outside the gate and pennants fluttering from the towers. He walked inside and dukes and barons were scurrying about as servants. And when he went into the throne room, his wife was seated on a great throne. The hall was filled with courtiers, all bowing down to her. Well, wife, said the fisherman, now you are king. I trust that now we will be content. No, said his wife. The hours pass slowly. Go back to the flounder and ask him to make me emperor. I can't stand the thought that there are other kings who are my equal. No, said the fisherman. No, wife, there's only one emperor in all the land. The flounder cannot make you emperor. He can and he will, said his wife. Now I am king, and you are only my husband. I command you to go back and ask him. So the fisherman walked all the way back to the ocean, and now 
a cold wind was beginning to blow. The sky grew dark with clouds, and the water was choppy. Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray thee, here to me. For my wife, Dame Ilse Bill, wills not as I'd have her will. Well, what does she want now, said the flounder? She wants to be emperor. Go to her, said the flounder. She is emperor already. And so the fisherman walked back home. And now the castle had been replaced by a palace. And outside, guards and troops of soldiers were patrolling. Inside, the walls were decked with golden tapestries. And when he went into the throne room, he saw that it was filled with kings kneeling before his wife's enormous throne. She wore a heavy crown on her head, studded with carbuncles, and in one hand she held the scepter, and in the other the orb. Well, wife, he said, now you are emperor. I trust that now we will live very happily. No, said his wife, the hours pass slowly. I've been waiting for you to return. I can't stand to be emperor any longer. I must be pope. Oh, wife, said the fisherman, you can't be pope. There's only one pope in all of Christendom. The flounder can't make you pope. He can and he will, said the wife. I am the emperor and you are only my husband. Now get out of here this instant and return to the flounder. So the fisherman trudged all the way back to the ocean and as he walked, a cold rain began to fall. He reached the water, and thunder and lightning began to come down. And in the distance, he could see ships firing their cannons at each other in their time of need. Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray thee, here to me. For my wife, Dame Ilsebil, wills not as I'd have her will. Well, what does she want now? said the flounder. Oh, my goodness, Flounder, she wants to be Pope. Go to her, said the Flounder. She is Pope already. And so, for the last time that day, as it was growing dark, the fisherman trudged home. But instead of a castle, he found a great cathedral in its place, and surrounding it were palaces and other beautiful buildings. He walked inside, and the halls were lit with thousands of candles. In what had been the throne room, he found his wife sitting on an even more magnificent dais, and around her, emperors knelt to kiss her ring. Well, wife, he said, now you are pope. I trust that now we will be very happy going forward. We shall think on it, said his wife. And then they had some dinner, and they went to bed. The fishermen slept soundly because he had been running back and forth all day. But the wife tossed and turned, and her greed would not let her rest. She couldn't help but think of all the ways where she might have more, more than she had. In the morning, she watched the sun come up over the beautiful countryside, and suddenly she was struck by jealousy. She couldn't stand it if the sun and moon would just rise on their own. She had to be the one who made them rise. So she shook her husband awake. Husband, she said, wake up. I have a new request for the flounder. Mm, said the fisherman, rolling over. 
I can't stand it another hour if I am not the one to make the sun and moon rise. Go and ask the flounder to make me even as God is. At this, the fisherman fell out of bed. No, wife, no, he said. The flounder cannot make you as God is. There's just no way. Please, please go on being Pope. Surely you must be happy with that. No, she said. I shall have no hour of rest until the flounder has made me as God is. I want to be the one who makes the sun and moon rise in the sky. Now the fisherman would not go, but his wife flew into a rage, and at last he was so frightened that he pulled on his clothes and he ran from the palace. Now a great storm was raging outside, and as he walked he was pelted with rain, and he watched the wind blow the shingles off the roofs of the houses. At last he came to the ocean, and the waves were so high they topped the towers of the church. He called out, but could barely hear his own voice over the sound of the storm. Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray thee, here to me. For my wife, Dame Ilsebil, wills not as I'd have her will. Well, what does she want now? said the flounder. Flounder, she wants to be even as God is. And as he said it, the storm ceased, and the sun came out, and the water calmed. Go to her, said the flounder. She is back in the hovel. And so the fisherman walked home, and indeed the church and the palaces and the castle and the cottage all were gone, and in its place was their simple wooden hovel. He went inside, and as far as I know, they are still living there to this very day. Thanks again for listening. Again, this is ATX Once Upon a Time, and we hope you'll join us again next time.